bestbookbits.com presents a beautiful constraint, how to transform your limitations into advantages and why it's everyone's business. Written by Adam Morgan and Mark Braden, published in 2015, weighing 245 pages. The It describes how to take the kinds of issues that all of us face today. Lack of time, money, resources, attention, know-how, and see them in the opportunity for transformation of oneself and one's organization's fortunes. The book takes the reader on a journey through the mindset, method, and motivation required to move from the initial victim stage into the transformational stage. The written summary can be found on our website, bestbookbits.com. So without further ado, I bring you the book summary of A Beautiful Constraint. The book in a nutshell. Every cloud has a silver lining. When life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Constraints are assumed to be a bad thing, but in reality, they can often be the grits that creates the pearl. Rather than being a restrictor, they lead to bolder, more innovative solutions. Every person in every organization faces constraints. When a more positive attitude and use of techniques can leverage these constraints for competitive advantage. The author recommends a six-step process. Step one, victim, neutralizer, and transformer. Step two, break path dependence. Step three, ask propelling questions. Step four, can if. Step five, creating abundance. And step six, activating emotions. Introduction. A constraint is a limitation imposed by outside circumstances or by ourselves that materially affects our ability to do something. The authors prefer the definition, a limitation or defining perimeter, often the stimulus to find a better way of doing something. We should view constraints not as a restrictor, but rather a stimulus for increased creativity and positive change. Many marginal systems focus on either managing out or removing constraint from a system. This book, however, advocates embracing the constraint. There are three types of constraint. Foundation. A limit in one of the key success factors of a category, e.g. Zappos online shoe retailer where customers can try on shoes in store. To overcome this constraint, they offered free return shipping. Resource, raw materials, time, money, and people, talent, etc. E.g. Southwest Airline who had only three planes but four routes to serve. To overcome this, they revolutionized the industry by developing a turnaround time of just 10 minutes when it was one hour. Method. Where you have to do something in a certain way. E.g. Arvine Eye Hospital in India used the principles from fast food to overcome the log jam in eye surgery. The two solid fuel engines that power the space shuttle are 4 feet 8.5 inches wide as that is the width of railway tracks needed to carry them from Utah to Florida. 4 feet 8.5 inches is the size of the roads first built by the Romans. Thus, one of the most advanced pieces of technology is constrained by the convention set up 2,000 years ago. Mick Jagger's unique dance came about from years of performing on tiny shoes in small clubs. Google's homepage is simply because Larry Page was not adept at coding. Simka Blass from Inflam, Israel, noticed that one tree had grown taller than the others planted at the same time. A burst pipe meant water constantly dripped near the tree. Test helped him confirm that the drip irrigation not only leads to increased growth by crops by 20%, 
but also used 50% less water. Super Mario characterization came about due to the poor pixelation on 8-bit technology. Twitter's constraint 140 characters limit has driven its popularity. The book suggests a stepwise approach to turn constraint into abundance by a three-part, six-step process. Part one, mindset. Step one, victim, neutralizer, and transformer. Step two, break the path dependence. Part two, method. Step three, ask propelling questions. Step four, can if. And step five, creating an abundance. And part three, motivation. Step six, activating emotions. Let's look at step one, victim, neutralizer, and transformer. How you perceive a constraint will affect your ability to deal with it. There are three kinds of mindsets that influence how you approach a constraint. Victim, sees a constraint as a limiting problem, so will lower their ambition. Neutralizer, sees a constraint as a roadblock on the way to their ambition. They will find a way around it without compromising their goal. And Transformer, sees a constraint as an opportunity to improve their goal. Different constraints at different times trigger different reactions. Often people go through all three. In the 1980s, Dan Wilden was briefed by Phil Knight at Nike that he did not want any advertising that looked or felt or smelt like advertising. Whedon stuck a photo of Finnish Olympic runner Lassie Verin above his desk and thought what he say to him that would make him laugh. Since then, the culture inside the agency is to walk in stupid each day, so not driven by past convention. Marissa Mayer, ex-Google, knew the importance of self-imposed constraints. We need constraints in order to fuel passion and insight. Her team was restricted in a size, 625 gig a byte, and teams of just three with just one day to create a prototype. To help get into the right mainframe, the author poses a few questions to challenge yourself with. What if you increase the level of your constraint, e.g. from 12 months to 6 months, from 20% increase to 100% increase? Then answer the following question. Number one, do you believe it is possible? Mindset. Number two, do you know how to do it? Method. And number three, how much do you really want it? Motivation. As regards to mindset, it's useful to think of past times where you or others have beaten the odds. Be aware of your surrounding culture. Be it your all, as these groups can unconsciously influence you positively or negatively. Are you surrounded by can-do people or cannot people? When Yusuf Barra first presented the idea of providing a laptop per child for $100, he was constantly confronted by naysayers. Sir David Ogilvy once said, Thank goodness for the freedom of a tight brief. It's the very constraint that creates creativity, not hampers it. Psychologists found that when a fence was erected in a playground, the children used more space than before. Jerry Seinfeld imposed self-constraint of no sex or swearing to raise his own comic creativity. And step two, break path dependence. We get locked into doing things certain ways without even thinking why. This blocks creativity. Constraint forces us to challenge these. Sido, Skirog, and Koch suggested organizations go through three stages of path dependence. Step one, broad range of approaches used. Left up to managerial discretion. And stage two, adaption of best practice. One recommended approach, some degree of flexibility. And stage three, locked in. No room for flexibility. Often by this stage, it becomes unconscious and never challenged. 
Thus, we tend to approach problems in the same way. We look at the same data, we ask similar questions, judge things as the same old criteria, involve similar patterns, look at past solutions, and end up making the same decisions. No wonder we really unlock those intransient problems. Even with completely new situations, we tend to use old patterns. Einstein once said, we can't solve problems by using the same kind of thinking we used when we created them. Historic reporting structures and language can lock us in, e.g. US government still report employment in terms of non-farm payroll. Also, a department called Optics will assume all answers must lie in optics. Daniel Kahneman talks on how the naming of something makes the invisible become invisible. There are three types of locking. Cognitive, personal limiting mainframes, cultural, collective limiting mainframes, and procedural. People outside an industry are free of the locked-in mindset. This allows them to see new revolutionary solutions that the current incumbents are blind to. Moore's Law is as much a mindset as it is about the physics, because people believe the story, they make it happen. Reverse innovation. Rather than taking a product developed in an advanced market, creative innovation can come from working in more naive developing markets who are able to think differently and so open up new possibilities. CF the cheap car was developed in India. Dr. Louise Waters is the CEO of Leadership public schools in San Francisco. She noticed that kids from deprived backgrounds were four or five years behind in education standards by the time they reached high school. Rather than be constrained by this, she set an ambitious target that all her pupils would reach the standard by high school age, yet with no extra funding. This led to different approaches such as tailored learning for each child and getting instant feedback on learning via a revolutionary piece of technology. When Nike developed fly kit shoes, they needed to forget everything they knew about how to make uppers. Breaking path dependence first required an awareness of dependence and challenging that accepted wisdom, e.g. the benchmarks and KPIs used, the current relationships used, etc., etc. It's often achieved over many small steps as opposed to one big jump. The authors suggest identifying the most important six words used in an organization and to then integrate them. Furthermore, they recommend mapping out all the process steps and challenging each one. It's also worthwhile looking at things through a different lens, e.g. using external people, including your consumers. Unilever challenged its own assumptions by asking what would happen to taste if they increased the amount of green tomatoes allowed in their recipe from 5% to 20% a criteria set many years before and had never been challenged. Surf dug deeper in their Savvy Shopper segment by mapping their entire day through their lens of the snakes and ladders game. They identified that cleaning is lonely and joyless. This allowed them to build new emotions into the brand. Visa changed who they wanted to be benchmarked against from their standard competitors such as Pan Nike. The US Navy had to break many paths of dependence to developed aircraft carriers. One of the other sources to break conventions is to start asking different questions. Ask the same questions, get the same answers. For example, asking how to market a brand when in heavy constraint, such as dark markets where no advertising is allowed, as small brands are effectively in the dark shadows of high spending brands. 
Virgin used the flight safety video as another advertising space to demonstrate the brand's distinctive personality. And step three, ask propelling questions. Part of the way to break through is to start asking more powerful questions. Just focusing on being a bit better than your competition is a recipe for extinction. You need to think bigger and focus on better meetings the real needs of your consumers. Don't just be better, be really amazing. Don't just be better, be really amazing, says Larry Page of Google. He sees his role to ask bigger questions. He calls these 10x questions. He asks questions that on the surface seem ridiculous or impossible, such as, how can we reduce car accidents? Asking impossibly difficult questions demands novel solutions rather than staying inside the normal parameters of problem solution. These how-to or how-can questions are called propelling questions as they force you to think differently. A propelling question has both a bold ambition and a significant constraint. The constraint of a propelling question is asking how-to, bold ambition with constraint, e.g., how to grow better barley with less water. IKEA asked a propelling question. How to make a durable, well-designed table for $5. To answer this, they had to ignore the conventions of table making and explore lateral solutions. They found the answer by sawing drawers in half. Audi asked a propelling question. How do we win Le Mans if our car could go no faster than the others? The answer was to make it more fuel efficient as less pit stops. Hence the development of the first diesel racing car that won Le Mans three years in a row. Made.com asked a propelling question. How to exhibit at the world's most prestigious furniture exhibitions in Milan without paying for an exhibition hall? They were able to borrow the apartments of four of their supporters and use them as exposition space. They received over 1,000 guests. SAB asked how to increase barley yield and quality while reducing water consumption by 10%. They spoke to barley farmers and found that barley growth has three distinct stages. Reduced water in the middle stage promotes growth. The new approach reduced water consumption by 48%, yet increased yield with reduced cost per hectare of $40. George Bernard Shaw once wrote, The reasonable man adapts himself to the world while the unreasonable man persists in adapting the world to himself. Therefore, all progress belongs to the unreasonable man. All progress belongs to the unreasonable man. Consumers are becoming more demanding. Compromise is no longer tolerated, which becomes an empowering constraint. Those who unlock an area of compromise in a category open themselves up to great fortunes. The authors identify a range of different areas of constraint, but there may be others unique to your organization. Constraint of foundation. A fundamental foundation for success, e.g. how to see shoes without a retail outlet on the high streets. Constraint of resource, budget, time, people skills, knowledge. E.g. how to launch a new rum brand without a budget. And constraint of method. We're constrained by a certain mode of delivery, e.g. how to win demands without a faster car. These are, of course, many external constraints on an organization's as well, e.g. political, economical, social, technological, environmental, legal, etc. There are four sources of unreasonableness. The unreasonable regulator, e.g. US government set corporate average fuel economy goals of 
54.4 miles per gallon by 2025. The unreasonable consumer. Why can't I have high fashion items at high street prices? I want cleaners that clean as well as other products but are ecologically friendly. I want the best mobile phones and the best networks without being tied into a contract, etc. The unreasonable consumer, e.g. Walmart demand high standards of pricing points from its suppliers. The unreasonable challenger, challenges from outside the category, e.g. Airbnb, or challenges from a young upstart in a category, e.g. Tesla versus Mercedes. And step four, can if. Optimism erodes away over time. Optimism erodes away over time. That's why we need propelling questions and leaders that keep inspiring action towards the goal. Academics have shown that positivity correlates with both resilience and openness. You need to keep focused on what has to happen to make it work rather than be derailed by why it can't work. The authors coin a phrase, can if, versus we can't because. Fail your way forward. Fail your way forward. Keep investing in solving the problem. If at first you don't succeed, find a new way. Rather than getting trapped in just trying to do the same strategy again, so don't fall in love with your strategy, else it will blind you to its failings. IDEO's Tim Brown has observed that constraints, like most issues, are really one-dimensional. Thus, to really unpick a problem requires multiple layers of can if Taiwan needed to build a robust economic platform to withstand the pressures from mainland China but they had a key constraint natural resources so the propelling question became how do we boast our economy without natural resources the first level answer from their can if questions was can we boost our economy without natural resources if we increase the level of education but this led to the next constraint of a lack of teachers the next can if helped them to utilize graduates as teachers. This then fed the next identified constraint of lack of schools. This resulted in identifying new sources of funds, effectively taking funds from other government departments who would all benefit from raised educational standards. Since improving the education, Taiwan's economy has grown by 9% every year for 30 years higher than Japan. They are the country of just 23 million, yet have the fourth largest cash reserves in the world. Useful sources of can if are, we can if we think of it as metaphorical approaches that breaks down the constrained pattern of thinking, e.g. health services who see patients as customers. In the time it takes to load a game, players can now practice their skills, so no longer the upload time and negative experience of the game. The can if we use other people to, think laterally about who to ask help from. Duolingo has 1.2 million people translating for free as they see it as an opportunity to improve their language skills. We can if we remove X. Often simplifying a process helps unlock value and time. A chain of hair coloring salons in New Zealand stopped drying customers' hair, allowing the stylist to move quicker onto new customers, saving time and money. Citizen M looked at what people most wanted in the great hotel experience bed shower technology and design, and took away the thing that mattered least. No double sinks, no robes, no slippers, no tea, no minibar, no paper, receipts, etc. Thus, they were able to offer top hotel experiences at 75% of the price. We can, if we access knowledge of, 
finding new sources of knowledge. PhD, the global media agency, tapped into the knowledge resource of its 3,000 global employee base. A brief would be open to employees. It included a gaming element where there was a publicized leaderboard of those who contributed the most. We can if we introduce a new product or service. Surf increased its fragrance levels, leading to a more emotionally rewarding experience. Surf grew by 36% globally from 2009 to 2012. We can if we substitute X for Y. E.g., substituting an airbag scarf for a cycle helmet. As many people found helmets flattened their hair. We can if we fund it by finding new sources of funding, e.g. crowdsourcing, customer sourcing, CF, Brewdog, etc. We can if we mix together, putting new things together. Recipes generated by a computer led to the Thai Swiss asparagus quiche. Thai Swiss asparagus quiche. We can if we resource it by finding new resources that currently do not have, e.g., Rent a runaway, wanted to rent out top designer fashions, but they did not have the finance to buy the items. So they convinced top designers to supply them the dresses for free. Uber, Airbnb, and blah blah car, ride service in France are all examples of tapping into new sources. In Kenya, chicken farmers were losing a lot of chicks to aerial predators such as eagles and hawks. The other issue was disease. But farmers did not want to invest in indicating all their chicks since most of them have gotten eaten. By painting the chicks blue, the eagles did not recognize them, thus increasing the yield, making it more cost-effective for the farmers to indicate. These two measures increased survival rates from 20% to 85%. However, this increased a knock-on problem, food. The can-if solution was to exploit the underground legions of termites, but the next issue was how to evacuate them. Another part of Kenya had already solved this issue by bundles of water cropped, soaked in water. And step five, creating abundance. The award-winning TV show Whose Line Is This Anyway works off the core idea of constrained resources. The comedians see this as a leverage point for creativity rather than a restriction. It's easy solving problems with more resources, but more fun and rewarding to do it with less. To start, you need a positive mindset. Secondly, we need to be open to new resources. People born into poverty tend to be more resourceful than those born into a world of abundance. Thirdly, we rarely mine all the resource opportunities we have around us. For example, we only think of resources as those being within our immediate control. We tend to wait for resources to be given to us rather than going out hunting for new ones. The resources we do have, we do not extract all the resources possible from them. Finally, we do not think what resources we have that we could barter with. There are four common resources to explore. Invested stakeholders, e.g. Made.com was able to exhibit at Milan by displaying their furniture in four of their customers' spaces. External partners, e.g. SAB working closely with farmers. Resource owners, e.g. the NGO Cola Life used Coca-Cola distribution might to deliver packs of their dehydration salts to children suffering from diarrhea across Africa. Competition, e.g. Ford and Toyota collaborating on technologies for hybrid trucks. When Virgin America launched in 2007, their goal was to put glamour 
back into the air travel. They wanted their airlines to feel like nightclubs in the sky, but they lacked money for their launch. They saw the planes as an asset they could leverage, so they flew Victoria's Secret models to their annual fashion show, gaining lots of PR for their in-flight pajama party. Those who share our gender, values, mission, purpose are more likely to contribute resources. Also, those who recognize they lack something we have will also be up for bartering. The aim should be to work on selling people our mission, purpose, values, etc. And also helping them to see that what we have is what they're missing. The World Association of Girl Guides and Girl Scouts benefit from the Dove Self-Esteem Program as they have a shared vision of preparing girls to become fully functioning, successful adults. Nike gave away the intellectual property rights for its Making app, which catalogs 75,000 different materials by environmental impact and sustainability because Nike values a sustainable future for all. And step six, activating emotions. Admiral William McRaven, commander of the U.S. Special Operations Command, wrote a book called Spec Ops. In it, he described six principles that make special operations successful. Simplicity, security, repetition, surprise, speed, and purpose. Purpose helps drive meaning and internal motivation that overcomes the barriers along the way. It turns something from a want to a must. Gallup has shown how giving people meaning at work drives performance. After all, if you don't care about the problem, then less likely to solve it. Angela Duckworth identified grit as a key component of successful people. That tenacity to keep on pushing forward towards a goal despite obstacles, hurdles, and failure. She found out it was a bigger predictor of success than IQ. Desirable difficulties describe the notion that there can be some advantages of a disadvantage. For example, a person from a constrained background may be more resilient, more resourceful, and may have more drive to succeed than those born into affluence. No way out. When you offer people an early exit strategy, it allows people to opt out and not keep pushing. If there is no way out of something, then people are forced to keep on pushing. Utilizing different emotions. Negative emotions can be a powerful driver leading to persistence, commitment, and focus. Dan Wyden, WNK Advertising, likes a middle form of fear, anxiety. If you can remain insecure yet optimistic, you've got a pretty good chance of changing the world. If you can remain insecure yet optimistic, you've got a pretty good chance of changing the world. Many brands are born from dissatisfaction with the category. BrewDog came about because its founder hated the mainstream, industrial, monolithic, insipid, bland-tasted, apathetic beers that dominate the market, making them into the punks of beer. The UK pub chain J.D. Weatherspoon was named after a teacher who told Tim Martin he would never amount to anything. Jack's to Posin and away from the negative emotion with a towards positive emotion offers an even greater chance of success. Research has shown that the most successful problem solvers toggle between looking at the broad range of stimuli, which relies on positive emotional energy, and then switching to a focused persistence. Ideally driven by fear and anger, as these help you really focus your energies. Jack Dorsey, the founder of Twitter and Square, talked about the value of tension in setting up his business. Professor Gabriel Ottowing, the head of the Motivational New York University, has distinguished three approaches to reach a desired outcome. Indulging, 
create a vivid picture of what it would look like if so inspired by its positive emotions dwelling. Sitting in a place of negativity, where think of all the things that could go wrong or what would happen if did not achieve this goal. This creates anxiety and fear that motivates. And toggling, the most effective space. It's a bit like an electric motor. The shift in between minus VE and plus VE creates that drive. Critically though, it does need a plan that gets actioned. Stanford's design for extreme affordability is one of the most difficult courses to get into. Only 6% of applicants accepted. They look for EQ, emotional intelligence, as much as IQ, as they realize the interrelationship between the students is critical to problem solving. They deal with high stress situations, e.g. premature babies, so they need to remain calm under pressure. The futile zone. The resources curse. Countries rich in natural resources tend to do worse economically than those without resources. Norway accepted, as excess resources leads to complacency. This theme runs true with organizations and individuals. Tobacco companies bankrolled Formula One for decades. In 2005, the gravy train ended with the banning of tobacco sponsorship. Ron Dennis the leader of the McLaren instructed that every single process by integrated to identify areas of savings and improvement. This led to many step change processes, one which included reducing pit stops from 4 seconds to 2.5 seconds. Sometimes going for zero can unlock new creative solutions. Some routes to explore areas. Drama and surprise. Brewdog had no money and hence no advertising, in a category where advertising drives sales. This forced them to be creative and make the brand come alive in social media. Drama helps the brand stand out, create attention, and engages emotion. It also promotes conversation and creates memorability. It's recommended to be unexpected to create surprise. Warba Parker, the eyewear specialist, created an unexpected annual report where they talked about the inner workings, including unexpected facts and mistakes. Professor Sir Andre Grimm found it difficult to convince his science peers about electromagnetism, so he levitated a frog to bring alive the power of electromagnetism. Wow. Being interesting on the inside. If you do not have the budget to talk about yourself, you need to get others to talk about you. To do this, you need a great story. If it's not interesting, it's not shared. If it's not interesting, it's not shared. Thus, the focus is on creating interest. Sailor Jerry Rum was created by an advertising creative called Steve Grussy from his agency Quaker Merchantile. Ironically, he built it with no advertising spend. The brand was built through support of grassroots movement amongst punk bands and a clothing range. Grassy talks about how it was key to true to the tribe you want to engage. He claims that because he did not know how rum brands were meant to behave, he did it his own way, defying the conventions of the category. Grassy's next project was recreating old pre-industrial folk recipes such as rhubarb tea. The story behind this is Benjamin Franklin's brought rhubarb seeds to America and gave it to King botanist John Bertram, who developed a tea from it. Quarter Round sells quartery trousers with their ridges running horizontally rather than vertically. They are distinctive and it creates a talking point. Airstop Beauty Parand has grown to 43 stores worldwide. They want to put intelligence into beauty. Thus, say shop staff were asked to reframe from mindless small talk and chatter.
Making a secondary medium your primary idea platform, this is about owning a distinctive media space. Alcohol advertising was banned in the 80s in France. Heineken developed different bottle shapes and sizes to match different drinking occasions, helping it grow by 600%. Alliance to scale. Building new types of partnerships. History has shown great advances are made when there is a strong coalition of people working towards a common goal. Citizen M did not have money for mass refurbishment. Vita, the Swiss furniture company, also did not have the money for co-develop retail outlets. A coalition meant Citizen M got their lobbies redecorated for free and Virta got a showroom in every city. Other people's resources, using customers and consumers as your R&D resource. Commercial innovation. Vitamin Water developed an alliance with the rapper 50 Cent. English Rugby needed to raise 2.5 million in 2011. They placed a 250,000 pound bet with the bookies that they would win. Constraint-driven cultures. The culture of an organization influences the accepted behavior. The culture of an organization influences the accepted behavior. Often the history, the ways of the company does things, and the values of the founder, senior leaders, can deeply affect current behavior. Embracing constraints is part and parcel of some of the organization's culture. The key success factors appear to be big ambition and strong intent. Start from the top and empower key people. Make it central to the business. Be consistent. Be willing to challenge and integrate every partnership and process. Be a storytelling culture. Ingvard Krumpard, the founder of IKEA, came from Smarland, a place that used the rocks from the field to build the walls and the road. Krumpard was always looking at ways of reducing, using waste, hence why he used the feathers from plucked chickens to make affordable duvets. Such attitudes run all the way through IKEA. Nike had a problem with workers not wearing face masks to protect them from the toxic fumes from the glue. Rather than monitor them 24 hours a day, they instead developed a less harmful glue. Unilever's goal is to double its size whilst halving its environmental impact by 2020. They did not have all the answers, but they feel committed to work through the solutions. Change success takes a number of different factors. If one of them is not done, then it will not lead to the highest levels of success. Summary. Constraints make us search for solutions in new areas. They make us ask different questions and rethink things. Constraints help us expand, not constrict. In the global competitive world, we need to create better solutions, and constraint thinking is a powerful tool to inspire new ways of thinking and doing. And that's a wrap on A Beautiful Constraint by Adam Morgan and Mark Braden. Subscribe to our channel for future summaries and check out our website, bestbookbits.com, for the written summary and more. To buy the book, use the website store where you will find this book and hundreds more to browse and purchase. Thanks for watching and I hope you learned a thing or two. Have yourself an amazing day and go out and find a beautiful constraint.